I am Sean Godoy. I'm the, the owner and director of Diversity Property Solutions. Uh, we are a training and consulting company operating in the property sector. Welcome to the African Tech Roundup, Sean. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now, you're a long-time listener of the show, and I'd actually go as far as calling you a friend of the show. Uh, we've, we, we've been in touch for a while now. Um, you gave such awesome feedback on you know, the coverage we do, and um, you're very active on social media. Uh, and for that reason, we really do appreciate you over here. <laughs> oh, great. It's, it's not a problem. You guys put out some great stuff, so I'm always happy to do my part to, to share and, yeah, and let people know about good sources such as yourself. Well, thank you very much. We hope you rub off hard on everyone else listening right now. <laughs> so listen, we were chatting the other day. Um, I mean, you're, you're obviously a property specialist. I know uh, you, you have quite a bit of experience, not just here in South Africa, but uh, in the London property market as well. And, and we were chatting the other day about the emergence of uh, real estate tech as a trend globally and, and of course it's a trend led i'd say uh, perhaps correct me if i'm wrong but i'd say it's a trend led by uh, interests based in new york which uh, from what i understand is the world's most lucrative if not largest property market uh given how competitive that landscape is and how crowded that city is and you know all the pain points associated with that industry in in a city like new york i can totally understand why it might be a big deal uh, in a in a market like New York City? Tell me a little bit about what I might not know, or what our listeners might not know uh, about this trend emerging here on the continent. Sure, yeah. I mean, yeah, you mentioned uh, New York, which is obviously a fascinating property market, but um, it's it's one of the largest. I mean, London is there, and then obviously in, in Asia, there's some amazing cities: Hong Kong, uh, Singapore. Um, these types of places. Um, so, I mean, it's it's a you get a you get something called global cities, which which those cities are, and um, they all compete in the sphere. And I'm um, coming back to so basically our real estate tech or the the term commonly used is prop tech. Prop tech, so okay. Tech tech in property. Mm -hmm. um, so this the thing with with property. So my experience in London. New York perhaps is different to America, but in London, property was seen or is seen as a very uh, traditional old school industry, you know, like wood paneled offices and this type of thing, especially mm. in the UK, you mm. know, the, uh, well, London, you know, that's the city of gentlemen, I suppose. Yeah. And also um, land owning. So uh, it, 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 it was one in of that the, context, I guess, land owning also being, uh, you know, somewhat of a privilege in, in the UK, I mean, traditionally or historically. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, especially in, in, in London. Um, and there, there's a long history of families owning large tracts of land, which is still the case in London and across um, across the UK. So you'll have one one family, which is, it's not always the royal family, but the, the Crown does own quite a lot of central London, but there's other families as well. Um, so yeah, within that context, it's, it's you know, it's, it's steeped in, you know, uh, history and families and and. So, you know, family names sort of controlling property. And then also within the corporate property sector, you know, it's it, there's a lot of big names, et cetera. And it's just, it's, it was seen as lagging, basically. The, the point I'm trying to make is the, the tech wave, which was affecting and has affected, um, and continues to affect many, many industries, you know. So obviously big ones that pop to mind are Uber, 
which you know is disrupted. That's the that's the big term. Obviously, it's disrupted you know, the transport industry within taxi services, etc. And um, Airbnb, which is more related to property, which Airbnb is seen as a prop tech firm because it's a technology platform uh, which has harnessed or given a, a new sort of lease of life on a very specific sector in property, which is, you know, short-term rentals, holiday rentals, that type of thing. So um, perhaps one thing people might not know is that our property was seen as lagging this this tech wave. And it's it's become, I'd say in the last few years, it's really come to the fore. There's, there's some really interesting European organizations and also in the US, all over the world, which uh, are focusing on this now. Um, because property is, it's a massive industry. It really is. And um, it, it might sometimes be overlooked. I mean, everyone, you know, sees the tech companies, the things they're doing, the products, the software, the hardware they're putting out there, or, you know, they see the stock markets and banks, etc. But um, all of that plays out within property, obviously. Uh, something people might not know is, is, I'd say there's massive opportunity within the sphere, even if you're not a property person. You know, yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting you should say that because I wouldn't have thought of uh, Airbnb as as, as sort of a, a prop tech play. Uh, and I mean, part of the reason why I've you know I've invited you on the show is to sort of enlighten me in this area. It's really not an an area we've we've um, uh, talked about very much on the show, if at all. And uh, also, my understanding of the what and why. Uh, of you know this this emerging industry as well as what sort of firms define the space you know so taking Airbnb as an example um, I mean I recently uh, hosted uh, a press event they they hosted uh, here in Johannesburg uh, just a few days ago actually uh, where they announced for the first time the you know the the progress they're making on the continent um, some of the more catchy statistics they put out was the fact that they've now surpassed 100,000 listings on the continent. They claim to have brought 2 million global guests to local homes. And yet, perhaps it's because I'm an African or because I have these very traditional ideas about what property is, what land ownership is in the context of sort of having parents who grew up in, in villages and on farms and that kind of thing. And also, given how politicized land is has always been and is certainly becoming in, in modern-day South Africa, for example, politically. I suppose for that reason, I sort of think of prop tech as technology that helps or is linked directly to sort of ownership, which, you know, in the case of Airbnb, this is not the case, you know? Yeah, no, def definitely. I mean, it plays in a number of spheres. I mean, I've got some interesting articles here that maybe we can share with your listeners, but um, there's a few things I'll quote. So first of all, uh, the RICS, which is a UK based organization, but it's a global professional um, professional body for the for the property sector. And they say prop tech is an all-encompassing term that refers to all aspects of innovation and how this impacts the built environment. This includes software, hardware, materials, or manufacturing. So it really does span. That's why I said you don't have to be a property person because within property, there's a, there's a lot of moving parts. You know, that's what first attracted me to property. It's, it's a very diverse career, which can take you a lot of different directions. Um, and then uh, to answer, to sort of answer your question, so you, you said it might, you thought it'd be related to ownership, but in, in my mind, it's, there's certain, what's the word compartments in property. So it's, it's first of all, ownership and buying and selling. 
so that's that's been an interesting move now there's there's uh online uh real estate agents i know in south africa i think there's one called property fox and then uh, overseas you get online mortgage companies so that operates in that sphere and then the next i would say is more towards the commercial side so perhaps office space and then you know the the massive explosion of co-working which is tapped into the sharing economy where you know space it's um it, it's a funny one like i suppose co-working a, and co-living in in the case of airbnb for example yeah yeah so you get um definitely there's some interesting terms and i mean they do straddle this prop tech because it's 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 massive innovation and it's the use of the space and how they let it or sell it but well, how they let the space, but it's also the use of uh, apps and platforms. So in London, you get, there's actually a massive, well, there must be more than one now, there's massive co-living uh, developments uh, in the east, where is it, in the west of London. After, uh, the name escapes me now, but basically it's, you have, a, it's like the, it's like dorms for young professionals, basically, and there's shared amenity space. So it's all about the community, which is what co-working is. So you share space, etc. So, you know, and tech has revolutionized that because it's, it's amazing. There's a lot of how you could say underutilized or dead space within property markets across the world, you know, mostly within, I'd say, office space. So Airbnb has, you know, people that had flats that perhaps weren't using them or they were sitting empty. So they're underutilized, you know, it's, it's bringing those to the market, which is amazing. And in, in London, it's not only holiday. I mean, I've had, when I lived in London, I had friends who, when their lease came up and they were looking for a new flat and it's a very tough market to find a flat, they would actually Airbnb for, you know, two weeks up to two months while they're looking so it fills this need and then you've got this person maybe they're going overseas for work their flat's going to be empty so you actually in the market is bringing space to the market and then you're utilizing it so much better so like it makes markets a lot more efficient and the same with office space so if a company has three floors of a building and you know that's been it hasn't been let for like two years then they could say let's spend a bit of money you know make put some desks, et cetera, and like a coffee shop, and then we could put it up for co-working, you know, and you could these side parts. So it really has a big place. So there's, within ownership, it's like residential. So that's personal or your home within renting and selling, et cetera. Um, and then in the commercial side, it's, you know, how these landlords get their space out there and how they get it, how they get it let. And then the next one would be investments where crowdfunding comes in and there's some really interesting platforms in the UK like Property Partner. And then in South Africa, there's Property Mogul and um, uh, Thunder is a big, obviously a big crowdfunding platform, but they also do property. Um, and then within that is developers or investors can raise money for a project from crowdfunding or like this Property Partner, you can go find a, like, so there's a flat in, Manchester that's you know let it's a student market and you can put in you know from 500 pounds or like you know five ten thousand rand you can buy like a half a percent or percent two percent of this property and, and get the related capital and income return um, so it actually opens up the investment benefits of property to like a much wider market you know obviously there's you got a buying and selling your shares you need to do your homework but it's just to demonstrate there's 
lots of tech. That's that's a big one actually is investment. In my view, is it's just revolutionised because you know before you needed family to lend you money for a deposit to buy a, a invest, investment flat, but not any longer. So you can invest on a small scale, grow that money, and then you know when it's big enough, sell a share or something, and then buy your own property. So it's it's really interesting, especially when you know the volatility in global economies and markets and crashes. Pension funds, I believe, are. You know, they they as of having your own portfolio, there it's good to have them. But um, I think property is like it's a definite must have because there's always it comes down to the old age thing where everyone needs a roof over their head and you know they're not make they're not making any more land. So it's it's interesting. So property property is an investment class. I think that's really opening up. It's really exciting. So do tell me though, um, you know, I keep citing Airbnb just because of their recent reference and I was, you know, really close to the data having, you know, worked with them and so on. But um, not because, uh, you know, they rate in my mind as a, a, a leader in this prop tech field, which they might be or not. I, I don't know. I just, you know, it, it, there's something they kept on saying. There's some rhetoric that they, they're promoting, this idea of the democratization of tourism in their context, uh this idea of the democratization of, of capitalism in general. Do you see this trend as as potentially disrupting capitalism, as it were, disrupting the status quo we described at the beginning, you know, regarding, you know, traditional land and property ownership in, in, in you know, in the British context, obviously linked to 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 the crown and, and, and to the crown and friends, as it were. And then on the continent, thinking about our context and the complexities that we, we constantly navigate, you know, post-colonialism and also just the rich heritage we have in terms of how we think about land as Africans. How do you see this trend impacting on those things? I think it's going to have a massive impact linked to what I said before, where historically property was controlled by the rich and if you go way back the landlords there were feudal laws where you know the the landowners there was almost slavery they would you know the people who lived on their land would be beholden to them bringing it forward a lot of you know those wealthy families so say in the uk it's a very obviously very developed country and it's got a rich history so those families still own so i mean obviously it's a very like it's a very hot topic it's very sensitive but in terms of land redistribution in africa with a colonial past i think it's something we all need to talk about more uh, especially within the property sector in south africa um, i mean julius malema spoke at the sapoa conference this year and i think what's Sapoa, really by the way just for those who S- aren't familiar sapoa is the south african property owners association so they're the largest body that represents uh, commercial property owners and investors in and South they Africa. would invite julius malema for those of our listeners who don't know yeah. julius malema he's easily the most um uh, polarizing figure in south african politics he's um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> what he's basically I mean, he, a socialist uh, yeah. a proponent and an all-around fascinating man i'd say no he is you know and he's he's very he's very clever and he, he does make a lot of sense obviously I don't agree with all his policies myself because being a property person, you know, when you start taking land without, you know, any uh, compensation, it's like 
you know, if anything, it would collapse the market if you started taking shares from people. I'm not trying to sort of um, <laughs> uh, yeah. sort of put not, you on the yeah. spot in terms of like no, no. Uh, no. you know the politics <laughs> of it all, but I'm curious to know where you were going in terms of telling us uh, what he was invited to speak about at Sapoa. Sorry, yeah. So he, I'm not actually sure what his specific um, focus was, but it was around land and redistribution which is very topical so i think it's good that they they brought him along to the conference and and so are you thinking that um prop tech is going to play a very important role in that debate at that at that sort of level most definitely i mean think about it you know it'd be good if it started with the state and they own all the probably the biggest landowner in the country so they could identify uh, an office block or something and then they could, you know, bring on a private sector partner um, to run that building, rent it out. And then they could put that on a crowdfunding platform and offer it to like people earning, you know, less than 10,000 Rand a month. And you can invest from 100 Rand. So that means anyone from a security guard, you know, nurses, teachers, these people could have access to the property markets. And that's actually a, that's real and that's effective redistribution. Because they're actually giving them access to that and they can grow that investment like i said and become property owners where perhaps no one in their family has ever been a property owner um, so i think it has a massive part of it and i think it's really important in uh, in south africa and africa because it, it, it's a it's an achievable it's an it's, an, it, it's the platform lets you know it makes the goal achievable to actually distribute ownership of land to people so I think I think that's really exciting, and I mean, yeah. I was gonna started... I was gonna say uh, my next question was gonna be in the context of everything you've you know you know you, you broke down very nicely like the sort of subgenres uh, that fall under you know prop tech as a as a broader umbrella, and I was going to say in the context of the continent, like what are you most excited about personally, and one and two, what, yeah. what do you think? Uh, which genre do you think stands to to has the potential to to make the most impact in terms of how uh, in terms of the everyday relationship yeah. uh, Africans but, have with property ownership and land in general? There's yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I think there's a lot, but I think in that this the crowdfunding platform which allows people to invest very small amounts of capital into property projects will be interesting because you mentioned like capital. Um, uh capital sorry or the democratization of capital yes sorry because yeah. you know used to you had to go to a bank but that's no longer the case so sorry the, so, sorry the democratization of capitalism yes that's correct yeah. yeah um so this gives people access to that so i'm really excited about that like letting the everyday man on the streets he's able to invest in property i think that's really exciting and then also different which is somewhat connected but there's also like home ownership and different tenures that's perhaps a different thing policy side but just to stick to the topic it would be the allowing everyday man access to property investments because then also there'll be there might be small scale developers that buy units in townships or build flats in townships or anywhere in the city you know affordable housing you know uh, medium priced income these things could happen. And then, first of all, those small developers, they can start their business and, you know, they don't have to approach banks, etc. And then the everyday man gets exposure to this amazing asset class, you know, and then it's, it's, it does redistribute the wealth because 
it's hard, you know, you can buy shares in property companies, you know, you can buy proper flats, but that's that's limited to quite a small portion of the population. So those sort of companies, some of them listed entities uh, typically have investments in, in, in already developed areas, which, uh, you know, and the, kind of why I'm excited about some of the developments we're hearing about in, in places like Ghana, for example, where uh, technology is being leveraged to... Um, to update land registries and um, there's, uh, yeah. you know, moving and shaking in terms of leveraging sort of blockchain enabled tech yes, that's to, very exciting. To, yeah. to do that sort of thing as a foundation for what you're describing. I can certainly yes. see um, the average, you know, African citizen being able, well, and I say that very carefully because the average yeah. African citizen probably can't afford basics never mind property but you know you understand what i mean relatively speaking the the access to the opportunity to 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 partake in the you know the upside of of property ownership is is that much more the chances are that much more improved for you know definitely over time Uh, you you touch you touch on those are actually crucial things so i almost jumped the gun and saying that opening the investment market but the, the most important issue to be addressed in African property markets is tenure. So you, you cannot have a functioning property market if you if you don't have a reliable, uh, trustworthy way to record ownership. You know, and then because that that you can't transfer property, buy and sell it. So you, you touch on a big point, and blockchain could actually, like Kenya with you know M-Pesa, technology allows. You know they can skip infrastructure and go straight to the latest technology, and it could just open up these markets. And you know the property transfer, etc., could become so much easier, transparent, you know, reliable. So that's actually prob- that's one of the most crucial points. So Sean, the I'm catching up with you at a time where I mean you you're busy uh, penning an article for uh, an industry publication in the space, and that's actually how our conversation came up. And and so you're about to, del- you know, to speak to a number of people about what's going down in the prop tech space here on the continent. Here's my only request. Come back. Come back after yep. you've spoken to everybody yes. <laughs> and, um, and, and give us a sense of what, you know, what you're learning from them, distill some of the insights and share them with our people. Could you do Definitely. that? Definitely. My goal is to find actually like South African, African prop tech companies and see what they're doing. So definitely. Fantastic. We look forward to that. Well, Sean Godoy, thank you so much for being on the African Tech Roundup uh, and I uh, hope to speak to you soon. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Huh? Sure thing.